All right. Welcome back to the Dad's Talk Sports podcast for November 20th, Thanksgiving week. McGee, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I heard you have a story for us. I'm uh, hearing it for the first time. I, 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 got a, I got a couple. The second one, I literally burst out laughing as I was happening, being like, I'm so pumped for recording tonight. Because if anyone's going to appreciate, oh my God, you're going to love it. So no, the, the first thing is I want to close the bookend on the travel story from like a month ago. Yeah. I was another, that another conference down in outside of uh, Fort Lauderdale. Same thing. Get to Newark, United Terminal. There's basically, you got the top of the escalators, you go down to the right for like the clear and the, the um, TSA pre, or you go down to the left for like the generic one. So I go down to the TSA pre. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm sorry. I actually walked to the wrong one. I walked to the regular gen pop and there was maybe like 10, 15 people in line. Like it wasn't bad, but I was like, oh, maybe there's no one over there. And the lady actually looked at my thing. was like, oh, actually TSA pre is around the corner. Okay, whatever. So I go back up the escalator, walk down a hundred feet down the other one. There's 500 people at the TSA pre-line. And the, I got clear TSA pre, same thing. So I was like, you know, screw this. Went back up the escalator, down across, back to the original lady. She's like, what, you're back? I'm like, lady, there's 500 people over there. Like, I'll stand in this 15. I'll take off my shoes if I have to. So I end up going through this line. And they're like, oh, you're TSA pre? Oh, yeah, leave all your stuff on. So I got the TSA pre-treatment by going through the regular line. And, and like, I watched people go at the same time. And they showed up like 15 minutes later than me. It's unbelievable. That's a pro. It's got just go where the shorter line is. Yeah, but like in, in in Newark, you can't see. So I like I went up and down like four escalators and like went back and forth. And I was like, I'm gonna prove a point. I'm going back. I'm not even gonna bother. Like I got I gotta like win this moral victory. It's so like the old club scene: four hundred people in the VIP section and ten people in the regular bar section. Yeah. Oh man, it's just it's just getting worse. And how then, about like, how about the Fort Lauderdale? Is this just a, is this just a Newark business travel thing, or how was the Fort Lauderdale situation? It was. We, I was really hoping to get some like golf in, get some Florida weather. We show up the first day. It's a three day conference, and um and I was like, all right, I'm not gonna bring my full bag down for Thursday because like I don't know. I also don't want to walk into the conference that's not like a hey, we're gonna golf yeah. too with like my bag. And have like my like boss and like partner be like, David, come on. I thought we were here for meetings. You know, I'm showing my whole thing. So what I did is I just brought shorts, golf shirt, uh, glove, bunch of balls, tees, hat, the whole thing. And then I was just going to rent. So it proceeds to uh, rain sideways, 30 mile an hour winds, all of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Finally clears up on Thursday. And I, I like scheduled a late flight just so I could like try to get around in. And uh, I called all the courses and they're like, dude, we're a foot underwater right now. Like not going to happen. So I just booked an earlier flight and I got home. Boom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I cannot get over this TSA pre. But anyway, not not the best story, but I had to close the book. And this. No, I'm happy that you closed the book. I was actually thinking about you. This is the better story that I know you're going to appreciate. All right. So. Everyone, so I, I kind of go through these like cycles of trying to get into like better shape or like sometimes, you know, life gets in the way and you just, you know, I, I sleep in and don't really get anything in. So the only way I can actually get, you know, consistent thing going is if I have a program that someone just tells me what to do, right? 
So I'll go through like, I'll do the P90X stuff and I'll just watch the videos and Tony Horton cracks me up and I'll just like follow along, like no problem. But if I have to like think about what I'm going to do that day, I can't do it. So my Instagram feed is like, because my search is all kinds of like workout of the day, you know, dad bod, whatever. So there's this one that I, it keeps on coming up and it's like, uh, I think it's called dad bod wad, right? And he has like little samples and actually did one of his workouts this morning, like before, before work. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, just like 20, 25 minute, whatever, just enough to get by. So it's like, click here if you want the program. So I'm like, all right, I'll click here. So, you know, it, it brings you through one of the Instagram, like, oh, we're going to do a, a survey or whatever. And then like the program will be revealed at the end. So I fill in, like, I'm 39 years old, got three kids. What are your goals? I just want something that will, you know, keep me engaged, blah, blah, blah. So I fill out like the five minute survey and then, you know, including, you know, email address and phone number. And then like five minutes after I do that, I get a text from Kevin Torres, dad bod wad, right? And he, he sends me a nice little, nice little video. Let's see. for taking the time to fill out the application and for them being interested in one-to-one -one coaching plan. That's freaking awesome, man. I had a chance just now, literally just now, to look over your application and... Uh, so, yeah, he, he sends me, you know, a little, like, personalized video or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, this is, this is kind of innovative. Like, so now he's got me talking on, on, uh, on, like, an iMessage text chat. It's like, hey, Tom, thanks for the patience, blah, blah. Great to connect, yada, yada. What are your goals? Okay. So then he the, the, he finally finishes up with, hey, I've had this little video I'd love you to watch. And it's the offering, right? So this is at 10.41 a.m. He sends me over the pre-recorded Zoom thing. It's a 12-minute video. Here's how I started, blah, blah. And then, like, here's the price point. So it's a classic, like, when I was doing personal training for this same package, it would be $3,500. Oh, we're not going to do that. You know, you guys are my friends. We're going to do an introductory price of $1,995, but for Black Friday, it's $995, and you can do two payments of 500 bucks, whatever it was. So I was just like, yeah, no, like I'm totally good. Like I was hoping this would be like a $30 a month, you know, like whatever. <laughs> I'm not in it for like a $1,000 commitment here. So I this is at, videos, dude. Yeah, so, so this is at 1049. AM, he says the recording, and then I'm like, you know, not for me. I don't respond. I just delete the text. And I'm like, go on with my day. At 11.11, so 20 minutes later, he sends me this GIF or GIF, whatever it is, of Ace Ventura looking into the camera being like, you there. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's, that's, that's weird. Like, you have no idea what my sense of humor is. Like, that's like a very bizarre thing to send. And this is 20 minutes after you sent me a 12 minute video. They're like, Hey, it's Monday noon on a work day. Like take it easy, buddy. Right. So I, I swipe and I delete that. And I, I've totally forgotten about this. I have like actual work to do. I take a couple calls or whatever. 241. So this is two and a half hours later. Text. And, and by the way, I deleted this. This is just like a, a random text from like a number. So it took me a cent to orient myself. 
All right, dude, it appears that you have chosen to ghost me instead of simply replying. That's really unfortunate and reveals a bit about who you are. I hope you find what you're looking for. Good luck with everything. What? Like, I, I, I do like a double take. I'm like, is this, is this someone that wrong in a serious capacity? I'm like, this is, this is Kevin from like the thousand dollar workout program from Instagram. You're like, this says something about who you are. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Dollars on a workout program, man, dude. This is like, uh, do you feel it? Right, the connect, right, like freshman year. So so I was like, so I burst out laughing. Like, first of all, I got to tell this story. Second of all, like, I got to respond to this. So I go, whoa, I happen to have a a job that requires me to be on meetings for the last few hours. I hope for your sake, this is an automated text and not something you actually just wrote. I'm honestly considering joining, but that text is bananas. And then I, I, I couldn't know myself. So I go, reveals a bit about who you are? Question mark. Exp- That's such a bizarre thing to say to someone who you just started communicating regarding the sale of a fitness program. It reveals that I have a job and it will take a second. Wow. Never responded. Perfect. So I might have been arguing with like a, an AI chat bot or whatever, but I was just so blown away by so many things. It was two hours later. And he's like accosting me from not like signing up. And now I follow this guy on Instagram. I'm like, do I have the time and just like patience to start like blowing up all of his like comments? Like, stay away from this guy. Like, check out this. T- <laughs> I, could, I could totally like ruin his little thing. Although I, I pity those people because just imagine the churn that you go through. Oh, my God. Horrible. It's like, just leave it alone, man. Like that text was just I've never seen anything like it. Horrible. It's like I didn't meet you on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ghosted you? Anyway, that's all I got. I can't even imagine what the Tinder streets are like for people our age trying to find trying oh. to find true love. <laughs> so so I immediately booted back up the uh the message and, and did the recover deleted messages. Because I had to, I, I'm saving this one. It's a gem. The only story that made me think, the only story that I have from this week is uh there's this woman her kid goes to Taekwondo and she chats us up very friendly, about the same age. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. And my daughter's 11th birthday was earlier this month. And this lady made a point to highly recommend this like Harry Potter cake that she sent you from like the Harry Potter world. And like you open it up and it like explodes with like the magical stuff. And it's like home run. And she was like making it sound like this will make her birthday. We get the box. It's like this little tiny square. Nothing. I'm like, is this nothing? It? <laughs> she opens it up, and instead of like you know flying out like on the internet where it's like you know LeBron James with the chalk, yeah. Yeah. this thing just like fizzles out like you know some horrible sexual reference. Just <laughs> okay. Dorothy starts crying. Dorothy starts crying. She's like, this oh, is horrible. Oh, See the no. like. See the lady tonight at Taekwondo. She goes, Oh my God, how was it? Dorothy just loved the cake. I go, I'm not going to lie to you. She absolutely lady. hated it. Lady. <laughs> I was like, This was the biggest bus ever. She I, uh, her room crying. Not even going to entertain this. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for a horrible recommendation. And she, like, she got it for her own birthday. Like, she's 40. 
I thought it was a home run. Yeah, I thought it was a home run. Jesus. Not to sound not to sound highfalutin, but like I live on the border, okay, and this is like the nice town, and then there's like another town. She's in the other town, okay. (laughs) Oh, she's yeah, okay, assassins, yeah. That's all. That's all I got for the week. You know, hey, we'll take a couple gems. Um, I don't have anything. I got my only my only nugget for the listeners out there, as I've been giving out just winners after winners. Yeah, yeah. we'll go to Lafayette. Is I have I'm stay, stay to the end for a huge college football upset. But Tom, you take it away. Hey, Lafayette Patriot League champions, the Leopards, West Side. Apparently, uh, for some of our <laughs> right in the middle of the group photo. I mean, as as our, as one of our friends said, it looks like we're finally getting recruiting right. So um, <laughs> hopefully know. that can hopefully that can move over to basketball. Our basketball yeah. team looks like a D three lacrosse program. If you get the reference, <laughs> dude, I loved it. I actually watched the game on uh, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. I, I I couldn't find it, and then I was like, it's got to be streamed somewhere. And honestly, like. The SPM Plus paid off just for having the game. It was great. It was awesome. Dominated the second half, and we uh, play Delaware in the first round of the uh, FCS playoffs. Yeah, Saturday. Can't wait. I don't no, know if I'm you and uh, you and the misses are making the way down to uh, Newark, Delaware, but no. But you know, finally, you know, we, we only live you know forty five minutes away from campus, and so hopefully next year when it's at Lafayette, we'll be able to get back because it's just been tough with like little kids and babies and whatnot. But next year. Leopards, man, we're back. Stay for stay for the Easton Peeper. We might have to give a call to uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, the cook. Who was our chef? What was his Misio? name? Mikio. Mis. How do you pronounce it? I think <laughs> it's Mikio, but Misio. Misio. We might need to get the line for the Easton Peeper game on Thursday. Oh, you remember that? I could text Jody. Eight liners. Yeah. <laughs> walk back right. Yeah, that's a high school rivalry for anyone that listens. I, I was pumped, man. And then I did the hashtag roll pards. I'm on. I was like, oh, I'm going to tweet something out at McGee 406 if you're not following me. And uh, I had to go to Lafayette's uh, Twitter handle because I'm like, I, what are the hashtags? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. What, oh, yeah. Hashtag roll pards is our sports hashtag. Okay. So anyways, I, I went. I went. Yeah. I went to that. Roll parts. Roll parts now. R O L L. It must be a diversity, equity, inclusion thing. I've got a go go leopards. Um, I'm on the athletics website. Go leopards is uh, the at. All right. Well, anyways, I so since I liked a bunch of the like the you know hey we won Patriot League champs, I've been getting like the for you page feeding me some like Lafayette sports, and they're like it was as if it were selection Sunday. And they're like in there, like clapping for the FCS, right. like selection show going to Delaware. It's kind of cool. Nice. I, I, to me, to me I, I wish our basketball program was, you know, competing for titles. Well, because then at least you get like on the national stage as like a 16 or 15 seed every once in a while. Like even well, if we're just about, the rotation. Two of the, schools, two of the schools. We had Bucknell had their run and everyone's talking yep. about them. Lehigh yep. upset Duke. And everyone was talking about that yep. Lafayette said nothing. I know. I know. I know. Such low-hanging fruit. I don't get it. Yeah, we're close to Philly and close to New York. You ch- can't tell me that we can't find some talent? And there's just like, the, yeah, what's the what's the Northeast program? Like, there's nothing. So Nothing. 
Let's talk some football. Bring the roar. Yeah, another productive weekend for you. I'm, I'm starting to feel bad. At, at a 70% clip, no problem. <laughs> hey, we'll take it, man. We'll take it. What Rock is the and roll on the Ravens. That Ravens minus 115 to win the division is looking pretty good, thanks to some injuries. Yeah. Um, Cleveland and Cincinnati lose their starting quarterback since we gave the, out that pick. So that's a little the, bit of luck. Cleveland, I mean, the Cleveland defense is just insane. I mean, remember what, what was it, like the 2000 Ravens, right? They were completely inept and they brought Dilfer in at like week 14 or whatever. Um, because they, they benched they 20, 20 points. Like yeah. th- this Browns is doing like basically the same thing. No one's like, I feel like the talk is starting to come around, but they've had so much chop at quarterback that, uh, yeah, it, they're really something else. I mean, the division's, you know, not great. So they've been able to prey on, you know, the Steelers aren't anything this year or whatever, but um, they're all above impressive. 500. It's the division's not great. I think it's the best division in football, top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, everyone's at least, everyone's at least competent. Yeah, I mean, if and if Burrow was in, you know, they'd have potentially like four playoff teams. The crazy Brown stat is they had Josh Dobbs. In, they did, uh, yeah, in camp, and then traded him. Is the Josh Dobbs thing done? Yes, it's done. That he had his Jeremy Lin run. He's a pro's pro. He is a true backup quarterback, and he's competent. He can come in. He is a pro's pro, prepared. He's definitely better than some jabroni rookie. Yeah. But he's not a starting quarterback. He's a professional backup. He, but a because pro. I think I'm like, like, I haven't watched like full games, but I've like, you know, even just from the highlights, it's very obvious that like he is just a superior athlete. That if you're like, just, hey, we're drawing up like five on five in the backyard, like you take him. Right. And that's what he's been able to do. Like all of his, you know, his, all of his runs are not like, design runs uh you know he's just like taking off he's just fucking good athlete. i think it's more to do with the coaches i think it's a hat tip to the the vikings play caller i think it just shows you yeah, the difference like, like, really simple like you can't be too complicated right and just like hey go out there and wing it a little bit but sometimes you see these offense coordinators that can draw plays and some guys wide open i mean yeah anyone can hit them wide open the uh, I, I didn't catch uh, I didn't watch all the game last night, but uh, the one play I don't know if you're watching, but like there was one where it was like an option type where they snapped it right to someone and then like flicked out to him and he just got destroyed. <laughs> on bullet. It was like, oh, uh, yeah, this is over. Yeah, that was a crazy play. And then they're talking about that. And I'm like, well, he wasn't lined up as the quarterback, he was lined up as like the running back receiver. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like I'm, so I'm just sorry, like, he didn't take the snap, he can get level. Yeah, it's it's like under no circumstance was that not going to end in some giant hit. It's like <laughs> the guy that was brought in to like resave your season. It's like, eh, let's just throw him out there on an island. Like it gets absolutely smoked. Um, all right, so let's see. Losers, or what do you want to do? Or you want to just skip to next week? Well, let's see. Uh, who are the big winners of this last week? I mean, I, I big winner. America, how about the Lions being a good watch for the second year in a row on Thanksgiving? That's always something. My uh, son likes the Lions. He's, he's, he, he, like, he likes. If you're a little kid, Lions got to be a fun team, right? You got a got a coach that's very like quotable. I mean, in in thirty years, he could be like the Didka, or you know, who knows? But uh, yeah. like, you gotta love like that energy. 
And then I think Goff is well, there's nothing better than a team that's sucked forever. Then all of a sudden they're good and they're fun. I'm pulling for the Lions. And it's not one of these like, oh, we got a good defense and we're like slogging out these 20 to 16 games. Like they're fun, they're entertaining. They've got uh, fantasy guys, right? So that's always going to be helpful for like the younger generation to like have a couple players. And yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be hopping on Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm pumped for them. Yeah. Um, what other games were you going to say? Yeah. I mean, glad to see the Bills back. Finally, uh, absolutely killed Wilson. So that's something. He, he he started off your season on the wrong foot, and then uh, the revenge is now he's third stringer. Reality check coming. If the Bill the Bills play the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys the next three, it's real easy to yeah. beat the Jets when they can't even move the football. Um, the Eagles line look ahead line is minus three and a half. I would sit on that all week, and if it gets to three, I'm taking Philly. Wait, so what, what's their upcoming? I'm pulling up their upcoming schedule. They play at Philly this coming Sunday. Eesh. And that doesn't sound great. I'm a Phil, I, especially if Philly touches minus three, I think that's an immediate take. Until proven otherwise. Philly. Oh, the, Phil, Philly. Take. Definitely. Yeah, Philly. Take Philly. Take Philly. Yeah, take Philly. Yeah. I think I'm going to take Philly regardless in our contest because um, I was looking at the lines and it's pretty brutal, but. We can get there later. We'll we'll stick to this week, but yeah, it was good. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think the offensive coordinator should be taking victory laps. The Jets couldn't move the ball. They switched some things up after struggling, which any team would do. We'll see. Yep. Yep. Other than yeah. that, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are seven and three, but they literally have not beaten a team above five hundred. I know. I know. I thought they were going to come out and smoke the Raiders and uh, end up being a little more of a dogfight. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, that, that wasn't great. Yeah, the Bucks. What's un What's unbelievable is that they're still like definitely in the running for the division. It's so sad. They are one game back of the uh, of the Saints and the and the Falcons. Saints play the Falcons this weekend. So if the Bucks win, they're they're at the Colts. Very winnable. They'll be like a yes. half a game back of the division. Yeah, with a tiebreaker over the Saints, and they, they still just their upcoming schedule as bad as they've been: Colts, Panthers, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, Saints, Panthers. They play one team. You think it's coaching? Because I I feel with a different coach they would have a better record. They're, they're, oh, they they have good. They they need a new coach, like hundred percent. That's the only reason why. Like the only reason why I want them to win the division is because I have them ten to one on a preseason yeah. bet. Um, but other than that, I would love them to to bomb out and have Bulls get fired. Yeah, I mean they they're the only team that like I've watched and I watch them all. Like has never had anyone open, never. Every time they right. throw it, our receivers get absolutely smoked in some capacity. Yeah. Every time someone's playing us. It's like Brock Purdy's back, 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 and they lets one go outside the screen. You're like, hundred percent, that guy's wide open. And it's just like there he is, like nobody There's around. No one seven yards. No and one. Evans, Evans and Godwin are two of the best. God. So it's not the receivers. Yeah, I mean Evans. Evans is like a, a top, top fifteen guy. Godwin, I think I hate to say it because you know he's on my team, but. Godwin was a Tom Brady manufactured elite player. 
Tom Brady Ooh. got that guy paid twenty. He's he has like his one touchdown this year on like fifty receptions. Like he's not overly fast. He was always crafty, but he was basically like playing the the Edelman Amendola little slot um, position. And now they've gotten line on the outside, and he's just not he's not that guy. But um, yeah, so I, I still think we have a good chance in the division, unfortunately. Which means we're going to play out. But uh, uh, only loser, the only loser I have is Seattle. I know. I kind of like I them. Think fine, I think they're still fine to make the playoffs, given the there's seven teams now in the NFC. I just don't know who's going to get that seventh seed. But that was kind of a, that was kind of one where if they won that game, they're definitely making the playoffs. Well, let's see in the so the conferences. Let's go down. Just going to look conference. Well, the up. Cowboys. The Cowboys will be one wild card, and then beyond that, it's pretty much it would be the Vikings and Seahawks today are six seven, and then everyone beyond that. Leaders as Eagles, Lions, Niners, Saints are in that last spot, right? And then it's uh, Cowboys. Eliminate, eliminate all the NFC South teams. Yeah. So so yes, yeah, so the Cowboys are pretty much locked in at that. We're going to smoke the NFC South um, winner week one or playoff game one. And then after that, yeah, it's Seahawks, Vikings, Packers are the next three. Seahawks and Vikings are both at six wins. No one else is above four. There's a little gap there. You're right. So I think we're still fine on that preseason. I think we're still fine on that preseason bet, but it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Man. Yeah, that NFC is pretty pretty sad. At least on the AFC, you got Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Browns, Texans, Steelers, Bills on the outside looking in. The playoffs started today. Outside looking in with a brutal schedule coming up. Let's go so, to yeah, let's the, go to this coming week. Let's go to the coming week. What do you what do you like? Yeah, taking a peek yet? Just a peek. Uh, let's go with the Thanksgiving. Let's go game by game on Thanksgiving. Packers, Lions. Lions All minus right. seven and a half. Yeah. Any thoughts? Let me pull the lines up here. Hold on. Someone like it. So what's the, what's the first line? Seven and Lions, a half, right? Lions are seven and a half against the Packers. All right. Here's an aside before we get to the game. Do you feel like there's more three and a halves, seven and a halves, like a lot more halves this year than there have been? Because I feel yeah. like it is, and I think it's a hundred percent because of all these big gaming companies out there now, which means that like, you know, there's more like Joey Publix that are gonna bet the game whatever the line is and really don't appreciate the like seven and a half versus seven, like they just want to take the favorites. So I feel like all the lines are like a they're half shading. point. You know, they're 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 shading the public by a half point because it's like become such like a public thing, which is part of what like what I hate about all like the DraftKings and the FanDuel's and stuff like that. Like it used to be so much more fun when it was like, oh, I had to like seek out like a guy, you know, and it was like you're kind of in a club if you're able to actually put bets in. Now everyone's like, oh, yeah, I got 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. It's like I think you're ruining the lines. Like seven and yeah. a half is definitely not what this line would have been five years ago, I don't think. Well, it's it's hard. I mean, if you live in a state with a lot of sports books, it, depending on if they're like good, like in, in Vegas, um, with a lot of the standalone casinos, I feel like you can shop around. But 
in just a Joe Blow state, I feel like FanDuel and DraftKings are just like copying lines and they're all going to be the yeah. same. Oh, how, often, how often do you see FanDuel at minus three on a game and DraftKings at three and a half? You know, there are no, those two big you, ones are all. You, you can't do that now because like the shopping is like two clicks away yeah, for, for sure. Um, but yeah, it just seems like, like I remember when we first started doing this in like 2005 or whatever, right? It'd be like yeah. a third of the lines would be seven or three, right? And, right? and now it's like if there's one seven or one three like on the number, like yeah. it's like a rarity uh, on any given week. So I feel like they're just adjusting a little bit. But anyway, all right, so seven and a half. <laughs> I, I, I got I to gotta ride the lines. We just talked about how awesome it is. They're going to have like a really sick crowd Thanksgiving. If this is a, if this is a year to show off before you get an extended by like a half a bye week, this is the one. I, I'm not taking it, but I would lean this, the Packers at seven and a half. I think the, maybe it was just the chargers, but the Packers moved the ball really well against the chargers. It could just be a chargers. Everyone. Yeah, I've taken I'm saying so many times to make I everyone know. look good. Um, and then the next one would be Commanders Cowboys minus eleven. I, I don't know if I can lay eleven with Dallas known chokers on Thanksgiving. Known chokers. The only reason why I'd kind of lean them again is that like their home, besides like this Carolina game where they they laid it on, they have been stomping people at home. Okay, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going rapid fire unless you have anything else on Dallas. Yeah, no, no. I was just looking at the. Uh, hold on, I was trying to find the defensive the next, stat. The next two, the next two games I like: San Fran, Seattle. San Fran minus seven at Seattle. I'm on. I'm on San Fran. Seattle has not looked good for four weeks, and San Fran is starting to click. Dude, I mean, watching San Fran this last weekend, like, it's the opposite of what I was complaining about the Bucks. Like, like Shanahan can just draw plays. And when they get those guys, it's, it's the same thing as the the Dolphins like run game. Like there'll be some plays where just the whole line is just all moving left, and the the running backs coming at that forty five degree angle, just waiting for somebody to open, and then the cut up, and you're just like, ah, oh, this is going for eight. Like this is going for eight if he does nothing but just fall on his face, right? It's like it's just so hard to watch if you're like rooting against him. So and that, the running game is not dead. I feel like so many teams is like oh pass pass pass. And the, I feel like the fact that the San Fran can run the ball really well, everyone has to respect it. It just opens everything up. Yeah. I'm on San Fran. Seattle has looked horrible. I know Seattle's a tough place to play, but Seattle's looked really bad, man. I've been because we have them to make the playoffs. San Fran's rolling right now. Yep. And then Definitely. the next game, I don't care what this spread is. It's minus ten right now. Miami on Black Friday at the Jets. As long as this stays under fourteen, I am taking the Dolphins. I don't care. With this, with this change of scenery, yeah, I mean, the only thing would be if it's like weird weather. Yeah, it's gonna be raining. What's the weather forecast? It's it's supposed to rain for the next few days. I don't know if it's gonna stop before. I think it's gonna stop around Thursday because this is what the Black Friday game. Yeah, that'd be the only yeah. thing. Um, so I will, I will do more of Tommy Boyle. I've never heard of him. Couldn't tell you where he played college. Don't know anything. To my my logic on this. It, no, I, I I just heard the stat. Um, I think his senior year. Well, where did he play? Someone I heard someone say that his his last year he threw 
one touchdown and 13 receptions. But I'm not sure if that's actually accurate. I'll give you while you look that up, I'll give you the logic. Okay, yep. minus minus 10 here. Okay. Yep. If the Dolphins score 24, which with their offense should be doable. Yep. The Jets have to score more than 14 with Tommy Boyle. And and then, you know, God forbid the Dolphins get to 28 or something. I, I, if the Dolphins get to 28, I mean, even if the Jets put up 17 with Tommy Boyle, the Dolphins cover that number. Yeah, so so Tim Boyle, um, let's see. Tim Boyle? <laughs> Tim Boyle played three seasons at UConn. It is Tim Didn't Boyle. Like, uh, he played in five games, nine games, and 11 games, the three seasons. He threw how many touchdowns? I just pulled up Wikipedia so I, I can see. One touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he transferred to the Eastern Kentucky Colonial, or Colonels, and threw 11 touchdowns against 13 interceptions. He is now oh, an cool. NFL starting quarterback. That's not going to go well. By the way, can we change the spelling of kernels in English? I know we took it, I think, from French. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> can we add an R in there in English on the spelling? Come on. Embarrassing think myself. About of an, think of an English as a second language person trying to learn the language. Oh, it's no. like, Actually, that's kernels. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Just memorize <laughs> that one. Put on a flashcard and just tuck it away. Yeah, By the way, Dolphins. I'm, I'm tasking with the with the Chargers stat. They are dead last receiving or passing yards against their defense. So everyone looks good against the Chargers, just in case you cared. I do care. Giving up uh, many, literally many, twice as many Sunday. yards of the bet. What's up? Uh, Sunday, we don't have to go through everyone, but the one game, the best game on the – Docket is Jags Texans at Jags, Houston. Texans. Any uh, yeah. any thoughts? If uh, I mean, if the Jags win this one, um, then they probably have a pretty good handle on the division. But if if they they let it slip, especially on the road, I don't know what the uh, the Texans division odds are right now. I feel like I was looking it up. I think they're like still three to one pending that game. Let's see well, here. I would probably take that over the plus one. Because if they win this, don't they have the same record? Yeah, so let's see here. Uh, you know, a division winner. Yeah, as the Texans are, are plus 235. So they're a little over two to two and a half to one, or almost two and a half to one. If If you like the one and a half, like, Maybe, you know, if they win this one and basically, like, come within a half game of the division or whatever it is, um, yeah. I think that's pretty tempting. Just take them for that. Yeah, I would probably just rather take them for the division, too, at 235. I don't know. I'd yeah. have to look at the strength schedule up down the stretch, but. Yeah. Any any other any other games you like or no? It's I early, mean, so it's not going to commit to it. They're, no, they're, they're pretty spread out. I mean, other than that, it's it's a lot of ugly games. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, the whole the whole week kind of ends by uh by Black Friday. Patriots Giants is gonna be like an interesting one. Who who would have thought that a, a few years ago that's just straight up like the top pick bowl? And that's the only reason why it's intriguing. Yeah, I suppose. 
I mean, like, yeah, I it's definitely gonna be worth like not watching the actual game, but like intriguing what happens to that matchup because yeah. you know, they're both in the, in, in the tank. You know that Belichick would probably, if there's a revenge game outside of the division, it'd be the Giants. Belichick's gonna play to win that game. He's out. He doesn't care what the draft pick is. Yeah, well, that's true too. Do you believe the rumors that he's already he's got a, another gig lined up? Um, that could just be an agent leaking something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if 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 he parts ways with the Patriots, like he if he wants to coach, he's got another coaching job, right? Yeah, someone will give him a job. If I'm the Chargers right now, if people are talking about the Chargers for him, if I'm the Chargers, I would just yeah. go ahead and fire Staley. And then Kellen Moore's kind of a hot commodity. He had a great offense in Dallas. The Chargers offense isn't the problem. He's going to get head yeah. coaching. I would fire Staley and let um, let uh, Kellen Moore be the interim coach and see how he does for – see how the team reacts. Oh, yeah, for midseason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, I mean, they, they have to be like – Almost the probably I think the top underperformer that haven't had like a you know dramatic injury in some capacity like obviously the Vikings you know, lost Kirk Cousins so you can say they're way outperforming the record but um yes. but at the beginning of the season at least they were probably just pointing like other than that who else has been really underperforming versus what what they're expecting they're probably a top candidate I mean Cincinnati yeah. but they've yeah. had injury stuff. Cincinnati coach is safe. He took them to a Super Bowl, and they've had injuries. And, that, and then not and the Bills. I mean, those those are probably the top two. Well, that's the thing about the Bills' hot head coach. I'm like, who's available? Like, <sighs> like if you have if, a good quarterback like Allen, you're not firing McDermott and then replacing him with an unproven coordinator. It's not yeah. like there's a Sean Payton out there. Do you know what I mean? It, it does feel like we're coming to like the end of like some kind of era of all the coaches that were around when we started like first watching football like yeah. 20 years ago, where it just be like for 20 years, it was like, all right, this guy gets fired. He goes and he's the D coordinator there and then he'll rotate around and maybe we'll get another head coach job. And <clears throat> now I feel like the last, I don't know, five or six hirings have all been these offensive coordinators that are kind of like under 40 years old, offensive defensive guys are like newish on the scene and not just yeah. the, you know, uh, Jeff Schwartz's and like those guys that were just like um, rotated in and out for the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. McCarthy in Dallas is kind of the last of the year. He's like, he's sort of in the middle. It's like Belichick and Andy Reid are the guys that have been around forever. And then you Tomlin have to look Harbaugh. like Tomlin Harbaugh. Tomlin Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. Those were like, we started in like the early 2000s. Like yeah. not carrying back to the '90s, and then after that, like the 2015 plus guys are all like you know all relatively young too. Like they could be here until 2035. Yeah, as long as they keep winning. You want this college pick, or how do you want to wrap this up? Do you have anything else before I give them I, out the, I, the college win? I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Give me the pick so I can hit it. Oregon State plus 13 and a half. But I like them. I take the 13 and a half. In the Civil uh, War? Okay. Civil War. Money line is plus 425 right now. I like the okay. Beavers to shock the world. They have a competent team. It is a rivalry game. Oregon is in position where if they beat Washington in the uh, Pac-12 title game, that, that they could get in to the Final Four. Yeah. They could, yeah. 
This is Oregon left them high and dry, left the conference. Oregon State is left holding the bag, no conference. You're telling me that these guys aren't pumped up to ruin Oregon's season? The na- last time they're playing, they're not playing. They don't have anything scheduled. It's just like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. You got the in-state rivalry leaving Natty, the Natty on the line. I think the Beavers shocked the world. Beavers shocked them the world. Outright plus 425. Oh. Rivalry game, it's going to be close. You'll probably have an opportunity to get off of it in-game. They're competent. Let's go. What, what stinks about this game is that my family has no passion for sports. This should be the Shear Bowl. I had my dad yes. and an aunt went to uh, – my dad and my uncle went to Oregon. My two aunts went to Oregon State. They're from Oregon. Crickets. Crickets. I can't believe you didn't go to, I can't believe you didn't go to Oregon yourself. I mean, having the family go there and then like it was that was like prime Chip Kelly time, dude. Zero. Then what Oregon, Stanford, Michigan. No talk at any point. Hey, you should really check out one of these big awesome schools. Zero. Nothing. No Nothing. guidance. Yeah. Speaking Nothing. of rivalry games, the other the other one I'm looking at, but this is I don't know about the money line. Same situation, Washington State, Washington. Washington State is plus 16 and a half. They're plus 575 money line. I, I think one of those two rivalry games, there's an upset to shock Because everyone's okay. talking about Washington, Oregon, Pac-12 title game to get into the final four. No one's talking about that they both have rivalry games. And this year, those rivalry games are going to mean so much more. The, the uh, bigger schools left for left the conference. They left these two smaller School's high and dry. Yeah. I, I think I'm picking Oregon State because I think they're the better team. But I think one, if not both, Washington State and Oregon State, one of them is walking out a winner in this rivalry game and ruining the Pac-12 title game. Interesting. Yeah, and I was actually I was just thinking of our, our Texas bet. Is there any scenario that Texas jumps up? You would yes. have to have yes. – You have to have Oregon, right, Oregon lose. And then obviously you're going to well, have a Michigan – Ohio State lose. Yep. So they'll be fine there. Um, the big concern for me with Texas is what happens if Alabama beats Georgia? It's the Bama legacy of coming back up. Yep. Even though Texas beat Bama, but on the flip side, even if Georgia were to lose the SEC title game, are they really yep. going to leave out Georgia who won two titles in a row and then their only losses to Bama? No I th- way. I th- I think um, I think you're right that Georgia's the Georgia's the new, at least in the last couple of years, the new Alabama. Where like you have to put them in, even if yeah. they have like they made it this far without a defeat. Like you're we not going Georgia, Georgia needs to win the SEC title game. Georgia is in with a loss. They're they're not going to leave the defending champion. Yeah, but the okay. Here's a good argument for your take. Yes. What Florida State? They're undefeated. But they lost their quarterback. Yeah, I think I think they're going to put a team in above them if it comes down to it. Because if it's about the ratings and truly putting the best four teams out there, I yeah. think they're going to snub Florida State even if they are undefeated. Like if Bama if Bama were to beat Georgia, I think they put Bama and Georgia over Florida State without a quarterback. But could they put? I guess they would. You know, if you do the like round robin style, if. If Texas beat Alabama, then how could Alabama be above them? But you're probably right that Alabama does. 
They play Florida this week in the rivalry, and then they play uh, the ACC title game against Louisville. They're not. They peaked. They peaked week three. Sark, I, I'm starting to get his teams get worse over the course of the year. I mean, they're struggling against Iowa State and stuff. They they went into family and rolled. How are you struggling against the Cyclones? But maybe maybe you get in. You know, with a little luck on your side, and then you have a th- three weeks to prepare and you regroup. Yeah. Before we log off, no one's listening at this point, but shout out my boy Ludwig Ober. RSM, RSM winner. And that is a course that he is a bomber. That is a course where, like, the Mackenzie Hughes of the world can compete. It's not a bomber's paradise. And he went in there. Of course, that's not style for him. And he dominated. Yeah. Ryder Cup before a major is pretty wild. Yeah, I know he won the one in Switzerland and then this one. I don't know what is if he won another one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, debutants do not do well there. So I think... I think he'd be a paid for me in Augusta. Year one, year one, year one. Not not long term. I saw I saw my boy uh I might be flying out to Jersey. I saw my boy um my boy Bryson might be down into the thirties thirty to one, thirty five to one range already. I might be able to sell for a big profit already. question does it ever happen This could be like a mobster, mobster insurance scam. Like, oh, hey, let's leave the window open. Like, you know, hey, it's a hailstorm. Let's back the Jeep out into the driveway and get that hail, hail insurance claim. <laughs> you know what this means? You know what this means? 
Tiger's playing real events this year. Hey, hey, guys, we don't we don't need this virtual hit and giggle. I can walk again. Let's go. Yeah, how many people watched Budding uh, Superstar Ludwig in the RSM on Sunday instead of football? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I agree. Why don't they have an event like a hit and giggle um, in November, December, like right around now? There's nothing on. It doesn't even have to be a four-day event. Yeah. Don't they, they, do, they do the? Don't they? Do they still do? I know they're doing the Grant Thornton this year with uh, a pairing up with an LPGA player. Do they still do the father-son thing that like the dailies in the woods? Yeah, because it's usually Charlie and uh, Tiger, the dailies, like VJ and his kid. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Charlie's going to caddy for him and uh, at the Hero. What a life. What a life. I got nothing else now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work on how we wrap it up. We just fizzle out. No one's listening. It's just me. <laughs> uh, just the five, just me, my wife, and the three kids. No family. My mom is in Ohio with my brothers. Sayonara, and uh, so is my dad. And uh, so it's just us. My father-in-law and brother-in-law were gonna come out, but they bailed like a month ago. He must have lost the case or something. So uh, it's just us. How about you guys? In uh, Jersey or New York or what part of town? Unfortunately, there are, there are no Italians here in Minnesota, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, we got to record again this coming weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, Tom. <laughs> See you, man.